Welcome to the Growth Guru Podcast, the home of raw, unfiltered self-development advice that cuts through the noise. Strap in for real solutions, inspiring personal stories, and everything you need to become your very best self. If you're ready to unlock your true potential, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of the Growth Guru podcast. I'm your host, Rosie Leach, aka The Growth Guru, and I am a life coach specializing in self-worth. I help people take practical, no-nonsense action to become the very best version of themselves so they can live a life that truly fulfills them. Now, this week, I've got another interview for you, and I'm very, very excited about it. I am speaking to Kira Hawkins, who is a passionate primary school teacher, dedicated one-to-one tutor, and a loving mum of two. With her extensive experience in education, Kira has not only shaped young minds in the classroom, but is now guiding countless students individually to reach their full potential. But beyond her role as an educator, Kira is the host of the Growing Mums podcast. This is where she shares valuable insights and practical tips for fellow mothers navigating the challenges of parenthood, as well as some incredible interviews with the biggest voices in her industry. We're talking sleep experts, midwives, all sorts of incredible, amazing people people. Her unwavering dedication to education and motherhood has made Kira a respected and beloved figure in her community and I know you're going to love this conversation so let's get stuck in. Before we get like properly stuck in I want to talk about how we met because I think it speaks to the topic of conversation we're going to have a little bit later in in this conversation. Um, So I worked recently for an event for the mum club Cotswolds to host um it was a body confidence event and you ended up buying a ticket I think it was the same day of the event wasn't it like it was yeah in it yeah um and we ended up being sat next to each other at the table never met before um didn't know you were coming obviously you decided very last minute that you were and an hour later and I'd say we discussed everything from self-worth to sleep routines um (laughs) I think it's safe to say, or certainly from my side of things, I was just like, damn, I like this girl. Like we really hit this off. Um, And I'm a big believer. I know you are too, that things don't just happen by chance. There's always some kind of deeper reason. There's like this energetic force or pull and, you know, the universe has got your back and all that. Um, And manifestation is something we're going to talk about later. Um, So I just think it's very apt that that's what we're going to be talking about today and we met in very much a way that feels like we were put together thrust together that day I would say a hundred percent and can I just say I absolutely felt the same I was like wow that girl is absolutely incredible to be honest with you and this we can talk about this with self-worth and self-love I felt quite intimidated by you I was like oh my goodness she is so beautiful incredible has her own business you know, and actually that's a reflection on me, not on you, like that you are an absolutely incredible woman, but I need to work on myself so that I don't feel that I need to compare to that. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Coming straight out of the gates with a mega, (laughs) thank you so much for sharing that because I think that's a really interesting point, isn't it? And I would say that like, that's definitely something I struggle with in the past. I used to feel intimidated all the time by women. And I always used to say, oh, women just don't like me. And I used to kind of put like a barrier between me and them. And I think I, it was because I did it, I did exactly the same thing. I was always comparing and going, this woman's better than me. So, mm. and, I, and I knew that lot, like, we've just been talking on the podcast, on your podcast, Modern Mums, which we'll talk about in a minute about knowing logically something's not true but still feeling that way and I knew logically that you know makes sense none of us are better than anybody we're all we've all got our own shit to sort out we've all got our own problems you know we've all got our own positives but I would quite confidently say no one person is better than anybody else I logically know that so it's like so why did I still feel that way or why did that hint of like comparison come into you in that situation why don't we just go oh my gosh I really like this person and they really like me instead it's filled with that worry and that comparison and that I'm not good enough and I think um, it's really bloody bold and brave of you to say that because I think a lot of us have felt that way or do feel that way um and I know I certainly have and I'm, I'm surprised I didn't think you felt that at all I certainly didn't get that vibe you owned the 
I felt like oh. you were a bad bitch when you were like, oh, I run this podcast with my friend. And I was like, smashing it. I, <laughs> I, yeah, not for a second did I feel an ounce of kind of, oh, you know, that. Oh, very. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. But um, I think that this comes on to manifesting. So yeah, we, I feel we definitely met for a, a reason because so I'm into manifesting, which I guess a lot of your listeners, you talk about in your workshops, you know, as well, don't you? Um, but yeah, there was obviously, you know, it did feel like we were meant to meet that night and we were meant to have the conversations that we did. Um, and I then looked back at my texts and my friend who I run this podcast with had said to me oh look at this girl she would make an amazing guest and it was you no and I'd yeah and I'd already booked you and I was like oh my goodness the universe that's mad it really yeah. so interesting and and just even thinking about like I I mean we could talk about this for ages but I just think it's very interesting and I I'm really I love that you know we had that night, I would say, really open, honest conversations. I think straight away, sometimes you're just around people. And like I would say a lot of my clients tend to give me this feedback that they feel safe talking to me. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt with you. I felt very safe talking to you. And I think we had a lot of open conversations that night. And I think it's just very interesting that we've started this off straight away. You've jumped in with, a, oh, my God, this is how I feel most people don't have those conversations and this is the kind of conversations we need to be having more of because it's really fucking important like you didn't need to feel that way there is no element of that that you should feel that at all that comparison or any of those things or that intimidation and it's it's funny because as soon as you said it it made me go oh my god no I don't want to be intimidating and it but you you know I get it it's from- not on you it's not the, it's not anything you do or did it's complete it's a complete reflection reflection on myself and where I am at with my self-worth and that's the same with it's the same with anyone you know we talked about this on my podcast if you're judging somebody and I wasn't judging you at all like th- this it was nothing about me not liking you because now when I feel intimidated or jealous I actually see it as inspiration so I don't I try not to now let my brain go to that place where I have to bring someone down to feel good about myself because actually um, I just use it as inspiration. So, you know, I loved your confidence and I love that you seem really okay with yourself and that's where I would like to be. So that's why I'm going to work hard and take the steps like seeing you to get there. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's really not you. It's not a vibe you give out. (laughs) I, I just think it's, I'm, I love that you're having this conversation. This is what we should be talking about because we've all felt that way. We've mm. all been in situations where we want to judge somebody because it makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. Or, or we want to feel, I've done this numerous times. Even like, you know, this is just but when you're younger and you're having like, you know, I don't know, like in your early 20s and or you're having a relationship, oh my God, this is going to sound terrible, but we're all going to say it. And I pride myself on not yeah. being bullshit. But yeah, when you're dating somebody and you want to be more attractive than their ex-partner, like see how yes. it it's like, why do we why can't we understand that there's room for all of us? And like I yeah, you know, I've done a lot of work, but those insecurities in me, you know, people that know my story knew I hated my face and I spent a long time really I I mean, I rearranged my whole wedding so you would never see one like I would never have photos from one side of my face because I hated it that much. But that insecurity is 100% what led me to those behaviours. And also mm. the encouragement I think we have in society of pitting women against each other. We still have this, like, I've got to be prettier than her, better than her, more successful than her or whatever. And it's like, actually, the most powerful thing we do, which I think your podcast is all about that, my podcast is all about that, is like bringing each other up. And, mm. and that starts by having these conversations and talking about this stuff and just being really real and saying like, we all have all felt like that. I, I don't think it's true at all. If somebody says they've never compared themselves, they've never judged somebody because we all do it. We all get judged and we all are, we all do some judging, whether we like it or not. And, you know, try our hardest not to do it once we're aware of it, because, you know, as long as you judge other people, you'll always judge yourself as well. And it, it just mm. doesn't work with self-love. Those two things don't come together. That's why self-love is so enveloped in other people and actually the wider effect it has when you learn to love yourself. 
But I just think it's so great. And I think it's testament to one of those people you just meet and you're like, yeah, we hit it off. This is, this is the, we vibe. This is a matching, mm. but I actually hate the word vibe. I use it a lot and I like, don't. No, but and it's, you know, used now, but it's true. It's a vibe, isn't it? A vibration. Because vibration. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a vibe, like it, you're exactly right. It literally stands for vibration. And um, we talked about this on my podcast is like, like attracts like, it is science. It's not just us being spiritual and like fuddy-duddy. It's literally science that positive energy attracts positive energy. And we're all operating on certain wavelengths. And some people, you know, you'll meet some people and your wavelength will be like this and you'll go, do you know what? Like that was lovely, but perhaps we're not coming from the same page right now. Um, or you'll meet people and you're just like, yeah, I can have really real open, honest conversations with that person. They get it. We, they've been there. They've been through it. And um, we're on the same vibe. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, and that's, yeah, that's what it is. And I think the way this has started is just even more testament to that. And so thank you for, for being fucking honest and being open. Mm. We all need more of that. Um, yeah. So let's get stuck into you because I'm in, so excited for you to share more about you. So you are one half of um, the Modern Mums podcast. And I know that you're on a mission to just, you know, help mums navigate the crazy ride that is motherhood. Um, so can you please do us a favour and tell us a little bit about you and your story and how you ended up, you know, even starting the podcast, where you, how you ended up where you are now and what inspired you and just yeah how did you get to the woman that you are today yeah so basically um I have uh, well my story has many similarities to yours Rosie I kind of went to school had many insecurities um my parents had like I did have you know difficult stuff with my parents like they got divorced my dad's quite I don't know what to describe him he'll probably listen to this so I won't go into too much depth but it's all of that has definitely affected me and I have always felt um you know when I've compared myself which again I shouldn't do to my friends that I am just a bit of a somebody who finds life quite exhausting quite hard you know a bit glass half empty if I'm honest um kind of always think feeling a bit kind of chronically unsatisfied maybe or um particularly as I've got older you know like I've done all the stuff but it hasn't necessarily been making me happy I mean I I am married so that was more to do with my job and stuff so I basically came out of school and trained to I didn't really know what I wanted to do trained to become a primary school teacher I did a three-year degree in that and became a primary school teacher um and you know I did love it and there were amazing things about it and you know we all know like what it's you know the funding and all the rest of it and there were an offstead and there were lots of stresses and strains of it um so I did that for a few years I got married to my husband who is lovely he's a lot older than me so he's 12 years older than me um and you know at the time I didn't really think much of it but looking back now he's a very like secure person in himself he's very um loving looks after me he's very like stable which is what I've been missing and that's what one of the reasons that one of the things that I love about him is that he kind of is my rock literally and that he keeps me grounded and when I'm being anxious or crazy he's just like come on let's like actually be realistic about this sort of thing um so he's amazing and we then went on to have two children uh I have something called polycystic ovaries and also a heart condition, which meant that means that getting pregnant and uh, having a pregnancy are a bit more complicated for me. Um, So I kind of wanted to do it young and I had always known that I wanted to be a mum. It was basically the only thing I wanted to do. So I, we had, we got pregnant with our first who is now three and a half. Um, And then I was basically plunged into this world of motherhood in my mid twenties, which honestly shook me to the core. And then there was a pandemic. Um, Anyway, through all of that, I've kind of carried on doing a bit of supply teaching. And then I had my second child who's now 16 months. Um, And it was after that, after having my second, I realized that all I've done since becoming a mum is be completely so focused on my child that I have completely lost myself. I literally spend no time on myself. I have no self-worth. 
you know, I don't do anything that tops me up. Um, and as I was kind of going in with my second child and breastfeeding him and being up all night with him and then doing the toddler all day, I was just like, there's nothing for me here. And it just kind of ground me down. And I got to a point where um, I just was kind of miserable, to be honest. And then I've stumbled upon, I've been following this lady called Roxy Nafusi for a while. And um, she brought out a book. I'd been following her for years, actually, but and she was getting into manifesting. And then she brought out this book and I read it. Um, and it's honestly changed my life. And I did her vision board. I decided what I wanted to do. And I came up with this, that I basically want to help mums to feel less alone and help them navigate motherhood in modern society. And, you know, the way we're all being told to parent with all this research about kind of respecting our kids and validating their feelings. But, you know, that really takes it out of you as a person combined with we all have to work, the cost of living, we don't have childcare, you know, all of it. It's a lot for mums. It's been, there's a piece of research that says that um, being a mum now is as as the first time it's been as it's basically the hardest time to be a mother since the second world war because of the just pressures strains all of it on us and the what the pressure that we put on ourselves as well um and so and I've listened to podcasts over the years motherhood podcasts have been my absolute go-to when I'm feeling down alone and that was what I wanted to do I wanted to start my own and then my friend Lucy um, she's very techy and she kind of wanted to come on the journey with me but then recently she's had quite a lot going on in her personal life and with her her proper work and so she's had to like step back from it but it kind of feels like the right thing you know again with manifesting the universe has got our back I think because this has kind of all come from me and this is my dream and my vision I kind of need to have full creative control of it and it just feels absolutely right to be going forward. Like, you know, the whole reason for working for yourself is to work for yourself. And that's really what I want to do. And Lucy, um, she's amazing. And we're literally best friends. Like there's no bad feelings at all around it. This was her choice. Um, but it just feels like the right thing. So that's how I got to creating the Modern Mums Instagram. And then we started recording a podcast and basically it's the most incredible thing because it tops me up as a person in so many ways as well as hopefully one day being paid work. <laughs> Kira, talk about you said about me being an inspiration listening to that I can't tell you a how inspired I think how I feel and how inspiring I think that is also how many people are going to resonate with that and think oh my gosh do you know what yeah there'd be people started thinking when I became a mum I lost myself you know I quite often say in my work self-love generally we all loved ourselves at one point our kids are a great example our kids cry when they want feeding our kids cry to express their needs and they don't have any problem doing that and you either never found it or never really found yourself growing up or you lost it because of something and a lot of people women especially experience that during parenthood because you become mum and you think well but now I don't know who I am other than mum and I think you're going to have resonated already with so many people that sat there who feel that way and the hope and inspiration that they have and I think from listening to you is that you make those changes and you can become mum and somebody else and like you said, there's so much to navigate in modern life and it's it's so it's not straightforward and it's not easy and there's so much to juggle and there's so much pressure and we need to be having open conversations like this and about this so that people can learn they, they can decide what they want and pursue both of those things. You can have everything if you want it. And I guess we just have to want it enough and to believe just a tiny bit that it's possible for us and I've said this before about my journey and I think you'd feel the same. If this is possible for me, then it's definitely possible for somebody else. There's nothing, I always say this, there's nothing special about me, which from somebody that's from a self-love perspective, you wouldn't expect me to say, but I mean it in a really positive way. I There's nothing different about me that means I can do this and somebody listening to this can't. And I think you'll possibly feel the same way that somebody will be in that exact situation or their version of it. And there's nothing different. They can feel better feel differently and make changes and I think yeah talk about inspiration I think that's fucking inspiring 
Oh, well, thank you so much. And I, I think it all starts with, like you just said, doing things for yourself. It didn't start with me making a podcast. It started with me booking a spa day. That was literally, in fact, I can pinpoint it back. I, um, my son was able to not breastfeed as much so he could have a couple of bottles. And I went on a spa day with my truly best friends, my oldest best friends. And that is the day that my life changed genuinely. Oh, that's so nice. But oh, <laughs> it's it's one of those moments you'll look back on in 10 years time and go, ah, oh, fuck, that's that shifting point. And I think for some people, it's like that. Some people, it's more gradual. But in the grand scheme of scheme of things there is a period that you'll at least be able to look back on and go that's where I decided things are going to be different and it always starts the decision it's not because your life magically changes overnight it's because you decide that you want to feel differently and it's such a huge part of it um you mentioned manifestation and this is something we're going to talk about in sort of the second half of this podcast because I know so many people are interested in it there are so many different opinions on it there are so many different ways to do it and it sounds like it's something that's been massively influential for you and that you've become fully absorbed in so I'm really really keen to hear more about that but before we do I think we can't not talk about motherhood because you know, we're both mums, plenty of people listening to this will be mums or about to be mums or even be interested to know more about motherhood. And this is also going to be, and and I think your podcast is the same, a a no bullshit version of motherhood. This isn't about saying, this is how you fold a, a blanket and this is how you do this. Like, it's not about that. This is how you feel better when this shit hits the fan and and with all this so it's going to be a very real approach I think it'll be interesting regardless of whether people have children and some solid advice from you so the, the first question I'd like to ask you is what do you wish you'd been told about motherhood because I think people are very quick to volunteer information and tips and advice and you should do it this way but what do you actually wish someone had been really honest with you and told you I feel like I wish somebody had said to me motherhood is not going to solve all your problems so I genuinely felt before motherhood like anything that's a problem now like I don't like my job I don't like myself (laughs) I don't like this um that's not going to change in motherhood that's possibly going to be amplified in motherhood um you know any cracks in your relationship are going to be amplified in motherhood so I wish that I had known that so that I had spent more time getting my shit together before I became a mum because now you know I and I guess that's part of having kids in your 20s is that you don't have your shit together in your 20s um so you know you could say that as well and I'm not going to beat myself up up about that but um yeah I wish I had kind of been able to see that but I think in hindsight if somebody had told me that I wouldn't have really believed them. Like nothing really can really prepare you for motherhood and how you're going to feel within it, um, can it? So I think no matter what people had said, I would have got. I would have thought, oh yeah, but you'll have a baby, so everything will be amazing. I I couldn't agree more with that. I think that's such a yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know if I have that much to say about it because it's just done. I think yeah, totally agree with you, and I think that's probably something I wish I'd been told too. I was so desperate to be a mum, and same as you, I, you're right. Our stories have very, there's actually freaky similarities in our stories. <laughs> um, even that my, my ex-husband was 11 years older than me. Like there was a big, really? um, but yeah, I, wow. I think I was so desperate to have a baby and I knew that being a mum was the only thing that I wanted, but it's also not the only thing that I am. So it yeah. might be anything that I wanted, but like you said, it didn't actually make me like myself anymore and it didn't make my relationship better and it didn't do any of those things. So yeah. it, it's not this plaster that fixes everything. It, and I think it's, yeah, I agree. That's something I wish I had been told. Um, I mean, not that it wouldn't make a difference. You know, I, I knew I wasn't a mum. Being a mum is definitely hands down in my life, the best thing I've ever done and the best thing I will ever do. I'm pretty sure and certain of that. Of course. And you wouldn't be where you are now if you weren't a mum. I mean, I always feel I have to say this. I hope that it's a given with anything that I say about motherhood is like, I am literally devoted to my kids. I love them so much and they have completed my life. But that doesn't mean that I am not going to have the conversations about the things that aren't absolutely amazing about having kids, because there are some things that aren't amazing. And I think if we just 
skip over them, we all just internalize it and we become more and more alone. Well, that's what happened to me. Um, so actually, I think by having these conversations and being really real, like we say, I felt really, inti- you know, saying the stuff like I felt really intimidated or sometimes I just like you don't want to play with my kids or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think we need to be honest and real about it because it's likely that other people are feeling the same and that's going to really help them to feel that they're not alone. And just by feeling not alone, that really changes your mindset about everything. A hundred percent. I honestly think that's why what you're doing is so good because, and it's one of the things that I think is bad about self-development is it, it's too perfection it's too this is perfect this is how you should be life all these things and we need to talk about the days when you don't feel like that and how you handle them you know one of the biggest things I talk about with my clients is not just how to feel better but how do you damage control on the days that you don't Mm. some days it will just be about damage control some days it isn't about having the best day ever and taking all these steps towards your dream life some days it's about actually surviving and minimizing how bad this bad day is can it be a bad moment can it be a bad day instead of a bad week bad month can it not have this knock-on effect and I think we only get that by having these open conversations and there is a lot of bullshit in everything people are bullshitting all the time we do it to ourselves we do it to each other we do it you know with good intention sometimes you know because we don't want other people to worry about us or any of those there's a variety of different reasons but it's conversations like this and the ones that you have on your podcast that are necessary because I guarantee there are well how many listeners have we got I guarantee there's a good percentage of them that have felt this way or do feel the same way and they need you to be saying that because like you say being alone in our experiences is you know part of the half the battle half the problem is just feeling that we're the only people that feel that way or feeling that there's something wrong with us and that's why we feel that way and it's just not the case so I think it's amazing that you're having these conversations um thank you what you say this is the one thing you wish you'd been told and I'm gathering that you probably say this to people all the time but what are the other things that you tell people about motherhood what is it Mm. that you go around saying you know think about this or maybe it's to new mums or friends that have kids already but what is it that you kind of share about it what do you tell people about it do you know what I I I sort of carry on with well no I try and sort of say how I'm feeling but I try not to put that on other people because I think we all experience it in our own ways. And what the thing that I would say to my friends when they, you know, they're starting to have kids now is literally, you know, that saying like, you do you, but that we do just get given so much advice and you literally just have to find the bits that work for you and the bits that don't. And you'll seek out the the information you want to find out. It's everywhere. We can get it on the internet. We can speak to friends about it. So you'll literally seek out that information um and find your way of doing it and we all have a different way we all have our own boundaries so for example for me mine is sleep I will do anything to get my kids to sleep well because I just really need sleep and you know I know from having children that don't sleep very well that it really affects my mental health I become very very down and very hard to be around and I don't enjoy motherhood when I my kids aren't sleeping well um not that they sleep well anyway, but, you know, we find ways to manage it. But um, so for me, like sleep is everything. And that's my boundary. You know, I, I don't want my kids, you know, I'd love to, if I loved having them in my bed, I'd have them in my bed. But because I don't, and it grinds me down, I don't have them in my bed. But it's that sort of thing. Some people, it's like, um, being physically touched. For some people, it's like, I really need my kids to eat healthily, whatever it is you you will find your own way and try and just block out the other noise and you, it takes a few years I will I would also like to say a little bit about matrescence because matrescence I don't know if you've heard of this but it's like um when you first have a baby your brain literally starts to shift and make different pathways and it takes sort of one to three years and that period is called matrescence and it's almost like adolescence but for mums so mm-hmm. you might be a bit kind of anxious like your anxiety might be heightened you might be quite fiery you're kind of developing this new personality as a mother um and there are a few books on it actually which I need to read but um 
basically it's okay and your family might be saying to you like who are you right now or you know what's going on with you but it's matrescence and it's motherhood and don't worry because you're going to come out the other side have you heard that flamingo saying like um flamingos lose their feathers when they have their babies they lose all their pink feathers and they just become white and then after a few years they start to get their pink back and it's a bit like that with mothers is that to start with you do lose all your pink feathers and all the bits that make you you and you're kind of completely sucked into it all but over the years you can start to fight your way out and get yourself back and do the things that make you feel like you and don't worry it it will come God, I've never, I've never heard the flamingo analogy, and I've never heard that phrase. You say it's matrescence. Matrescence, yeah. I think that's how you said that was absolutely beautiful, and I think, uh, yeah, I need to read more about that because that's such an interesting concept. And again, I think it's probably so many people that are thinking, oh my gosh, am I? Is it normal for me to feel a certain way or whatever? And to have some more knowledge around that topic. And and the fact that I've never even heard that phrase, there needs to be these conversations about it. Please do a podcast episode on this. I think there'd be so many people that would benefit. Um, Yeah, I will, actually. That's a great idea. I think I would have definitely, when I, you know, having, we all know that I was very anxious when I was pregnant with my first son. Like, I think having a bit more knowledge around the changes that might happen for me when becoming a mum, because like you said, no one can prepare you for it. And everyone's Mm. is different it's the most amazing thing in the world but there are also maybe parts that people find hard some people will mm. find certain bits breezy and other bits more difficult and it's navigating that and finding your own way so I, I love that you shared that god I think that's brilliant um one of the things you've said obviously at the beginning of this is that you have struggled with your self-worth and you have struggled um with different things personally and you put a lot of energy into working on those things you know finding out what you want to do creating the podcast getting shit done and and working on it how do you think becoming a mum has really influenced your self-love journey because it sounds like it's very much the switch that you made into kind of go oh actually this hasn't solved all my problems and I do need to sort myself out so how do you think it has really influenced your personal development and your self-worth journey well, I think um, it's given like the fact that I'm a mother and the fact that I'm bringing up these children and, you know, doing all these things, you know, like all mums are kind of super superheroes. And the fact that we do so much, like it does kind of make me feel like a superhero sometimes. The fact that you kind of get all this stuff done and you keep them alive. And that really feeds into my self-worth because it is kind of like, managing people it's like it's quite a big job particularly you know having well however many you have really so I guess that has really kind of topped up my self-worth and I feel kind of you know it's taken me a long time you know when I first had a baby somebody actually said to me so I'm I, I just had had my baby my first and I was brave enough to go to like a mum's house it was mums that I'd met through hypnobirthing and um this this lady she actually so meant well but she said they'd all had their babies a bit but sort of four I think mine was like two weeks old or something three weeks old and she said to me you seem quite like anxious around your baby you seem quite like nervous and and your baby's really feeding off that energy um and I was like wow I really am aren't I like this is interesting that you kind of say this and it really um knocked me actually and it took me a long time to get over that um, but looking back, you know, at that poor, vulnerable girl that I was, you I just had a baby, you know, you're literally shaken to the core, you're knocked, you're knocked off your feet when you have a child. Um, you literally don't know what you're doing. So uh I just like, you know, I wish I could go back. I feel like I've grown so much in the last three and a half years as a person from being a mother. It it's such a change, but like you said, in so many even just that confidence boost it can give you when you learn to do things and you learn to, you know, you get sent home from a hospital and you go, here you go then, look after the baby for the rest of its life. And that's it. And you don't get any, you know, some people have no support doing this and actually celebrating those little things, like you just said, even just, I don't know, maybe feeding the kids a healthy dinner and that being yeah. good. I think I love how you to use that as that confidence boost and yeah, it certainly sounds like it was a pivotal point in your journey. And I guess it also gives you that motivation because this actually moves me on to my next question. Um, 
is that one of the things I always say, and we talked about on your podcast, is that I don't want my children to inherit my money. I want them to inherit my mindset. And talking about, you know, becoming a mum was clearly a big motivator for you to want to learn to prioritize yourself I'm guessing because you want to teach them to do those things as well and you know you want to like you said if if you don't get enough sleep you're not that nice to be around because you're tired yeah be the best version of them by setting of you for them by setting those boundaries so what's the one thing that you hope to leave your children with and that might sound like a morbid question but I think it's actually quite grounding in the sense of actually what influence do I really want to have on these people that you know, I created and I brought into the world. And yeah, what is that? What's the one thing that you already adamant? Do you know what? If my kids, if I can give my kids anything, it's this. Literally, the one thing I want to give my kids is the feeling that they are enough. Just being them, being human. It doesn't matter what they're doing or, you know, what their job is, but they just feel like enough and they can go into situations just confident that they are enough and they're not having to you know desperately get everybody to love them because I I feel like that's what I haven't had I don't have um and I would just really like to give them that I love that and I think that also from a perspective of we look back at the things that happened in the past and we know there's things that haven't gone the way we wanted them to or you might look back at potentially your childhood you just said there's something you wish you had that you didn't but if you had that maybe you wouldn't be so adamant about giving it to your kids maybe mm. you wouldn't be important so there is that kind of beautiful pain to it all whereas the very fact that you didn't have that experience means that you're adamant that's the one thing you will give to them and it becomes that priority because you know how it feels to not have it so it kind of adds another oh, layer yeah. of purpose to that pain that you've had as well well I hope that I mean there is the whole thing isn't there that like that's my wound not theirs mm. um but then we are who we are and we are all human and you know it comes from the best place and what you know if what's the point in giving them anything else if they don't feel like enough I guess that's the way I justify it to myself Absolutely. but I don't I don't know if I'm doing that, you know, it's really, it's really hard to know. I constantly question how I'm parenting my kids, what I'm saying to them. You know, we there are so many things out there, so many ways of parenting, so many things that say they can be so damaging um, that I've come to the, the view that basically I just have to be myself. And my sister put it really well the other day because she's a parent as well. And we always talk about this. She said, she was like, you're just freestyling. You're just freestyling with your kids. And that's great. And I was like, yeah, I am freestyling at the moment. And I hope that that is enough. Um, But let's see, who knows? And isn't that the thing as well? Everyone's just figuring it out as Mm. they go. And what I think is important is that you have, you know, having that self-awareness to go, Am I doing this right? Could I be doing this better? What should I be you know, teaching them in this respect? And that's all anyone can do is constantly be trying to be the best version of a parent that they can be and finding their own rhythm and creating their own thing and, and being true to themselves. And essentially that's all what we're trying to do. Um, I love it. I think if people want to listen much more about motherhood, which I really think they will, then listening to your podcast is going to be a massive, you know, thing on their to-do list because I think honest real open conversations about motherhood are exactly what they can expect from you and I think even just this brief conversation you've shared now is such a snippet into who you are as a person and I think it's fucking epic so I hope that people do go and listen to that what we're going to you so much you're welcome what we're going to talk about in this second half is manifestation. Now, this is totally different from motherhood and totally on the other end of the spectrum in terms of topics to choose, but maybe it's all enveloped in one thing, really, because maybe, you know, it's all part of everything we do. The universe, energy, manifestation is is our lives and our potential. So I would love to know more about how... Let's start off with, actually, can you explain to people what manifestation is? Because I don't think we've ever actually sat on the podcast and really explained it. And I think a lot of people, it's that phrase. Everyone's heard of manifestation now, but some people don't really know what it is, what it entails, or, you know, there's that kind of, everyone's heard of it, but what actually is it? So I think if you could give a 
you know, a succinct but really clear definition, that might be a really good place to start. Yeah, I'll try to. So I basically, um, to me, manifesting is putting your energy into something and then letting that energy go out to the world in little snippets and pockets. And then what happens is that energy is operating on a wavelength, okay? That can be a really positive wavelength we call that you'd call that high vibe or you know a negative wavelength a potentially lower vibe and then that energy goes out and then it gets it comes back to you so science literally tells us that like attracts like positive energy attracts positive energy negative energy attracts negative energy and so you put all this energy out there and then the universe will send it back to you that's how I I understand manifesting, but you might have something different. No, I think that's a pretty, um, a pretty solid explanation. I think the only thing I would add to that is I am very adamant about the action taking that must go with manifesting. Mm, Of course, of course. You know, action, but also it's very important that it's inspired action. Inspired action is something that I teach in my coaching programs um, because the the coaching program that I did when I first qualified, so my coaching program consists of my experiences, various different courses I've done, but the qualification I did is rooted in the law of attraction. Everything comes from the law of attraction. So it's very heavily in what I do. And I run a whole session on inspired action and the universe. And I think there's, for me, manifestation is so important because it is what you, it's what you think, it's what you believe, it's the energy you're putting out there. It's it's opening up things for you. And I think it's important that people focus on that. I'm just always keen to add that there's this, it's in tandem. It's you working mm-hmm. with the universe, just like it's you being in tandem by putting out that good energy. It's you doing what you can do to, to sort of keep to your side of the agreement, if that makes sense. And I think yeah, it's, of course. it's that action focused manifestation is that I'm very big on. Of course, like absolutely. And I think the fact that you're thinking something means that you are going to act on it. You like your mo I think, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm not an expert. You know, I've read two books, but they have changed my life. And so I do think that there's a lot in it. How did you first get into it? Was it um just literally picking up a book or had you heard about it or had somebody mentioned it to you? How did you actually first think, oh, you know? Because I'm pretty sure when you picked up that book, you didn't realize it was going to be such a a game changer for you. I really didn't. Um, You know, what happened was I started randomly following this um, kind of influencer called Roxy Nafusi, who was like trying to be a stylist at the time. And we ended up having babies. I'm so sorry about that noise. Um, We ended up having kids at the same time. So I kind of followed her journey and she had a bit of a journey with it. And then she started getting into manifesting. So I kind of was like looking at her post, but I didn't really read much into it. I was more interested in the baby stuff. And then um, she published this book and it came to me at the right time. You know, I don't think I read it until about six months to a year after it in fact, a long time after it came out. Um, but I had my second child, I was going away and uh, I was start, I'd been on that spa, I'd been on spa day with my friends and then I was starting to do little things for myself. And I saw the book in Sainsbury's and it was 10 pounds. And I thought, no, I shouldn't buy it because that's spending 10 pounds on me. And then I was like, no, I fucking should buy it because that's 10 pounds on me. And that's a book that I want to read on my holiday. And so I did, I bought the book and I started reading it and I just couldn't put it down because she spoke to me in a way, she was so, the book is written in a very millennial, you know, she, it's like speaking to my friend basically. And that's what I loved about it. And I loved that it could, if I kind of did it, it, it changed her life and it could change mine. And I knew something needed to change. So then that's how I got into it. I love that. Like I could listen to you talk all day, honestly. It's just so oh, you too. So real and so good. And I just think even that in itself is a sign, you know. Do you not think it's interesting that the universe put her there before she was even into the universe stuff? Like you knew her before that. Like that's what I find interesting. Like the right place, right time. She was already on your feed. You never had to find her because you'd already found her. You just had to be ready to learn it when she did. And I just 
I think that's so good. Um, what would be your tips for somebody that wants to start manifesting? Because I always like to give people, you know, these conversations are important um, in, in and of themselves, but I always think it's good for people to actually have something as well they can take away in terms of practical tips. So what do you think, you know, what would you say to somebody? Maybe it's from the book you read, maybe it's from the research you've done recently or just like trying things out in your life. What are your tips for someone who wants to, start manifesting or maybe who already does manifest but wants to kind of take it to another level do you know what I would really recommend the book so it's called manifest by Roxy Nafusi because it takes you it's a very simplified version of manifesting and it takes you through the steps of how to do it but I would say the thing for me that's been key is creating a vision board now I've only done it really for my career I have done a little bit of family stuff on it and you literally just get a piece of paper put it into categories of your life so career family and relationships friends uh, fitness hobbies and you write down exactly what it is you want and you will and you try and or if you don't know exactly what it is you want you write down the feelings that you want to have in that category of your life um and you write it down and you don't hold back so you nobody is going to see it you literally the sky is the limit you can write down you want to be earning a six-figure salary by in a year's time choose a time scale so six months a year or five years um write it all down literally and then say to yourself am I being held back here am I worried someone's going to read this and it makes me look arrogant um am I worried that I'm not up to it is any fears and doubts holding me back here and just say to yourself, right, if I just remove those fears and doubts, right, let's get this written down um, and do that and then put it away and don't look at it. Okay. You're not allowed to look at it until the day. Sorry. The other thing I would say is at the top, write the date. So if it's a year vision board, write the date a year from now, Mm -hmm. put it away and don't look at it. So I haven't looked at mine since I've done them. Um, And then watch the magic happen. But I, but there, but you're absolutely right. There are actions involved in this because um, it's daily. It's the way you speak to yourself. So practical tips. I listen to, and I don't do. I'm not manifesting very well at the moment in the sense that I'm not putting the time in in a way that I'd like to be. Um, but daily meditations, or you know, if you don't like them that much, two twice a week you could listen to meditations when you're in the mood, maybe when you want to relax about self-worth um Roxy has a load on her website that she listens to but meditating you doing something for yourself so book yourself a weekly yoga class if that's what you love book yourself a weekly spa day a week uh, like a swim or something or you know every two weeks start putting in those little things um and doing the work I mean there are loads of actions I think you need to read the book because I'm not an expert and but what I will say is you can do manifesting to the letter and your life will probably change incredibly quickly and it will be unrecognizable or you can manifest in the way that I've done it which is I started like that but that's kind of dwindled in the way that things do but I'm still manifesting on on a career level so I'm still trying to notice those opportunities I'm still trying to tell myself that I'm enough I'm still doing it but in a way that works for me within my life um rather than getting up at five and doing yoga an hour of yoga and an hour of meditation because I just can't do that um so I would say that I come in, I go in waves of it and when I've got time to do that I will but sometimes I haven't and then I try and pick myself up again because I can see myself sub- self-sabotaging so it's like a it's not necessarily an upward line. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's been a bit like this. 100%, but I think it echoes everything you said about motherhood. It's about finding your own way. Mm. And, and realistically, things things work and things happen when we actually make them unique to us. I always say this, personal development is called personal for a reason. You've got to find your own way. So just like you said, getting up at five, doing yoga, doing whatever, 
just because that works for somebody else doesn't mean it works for you, doesn't mean it works for your lifestyle, especially when you have children. Life doesn't work like that. You know, on your podcast, you ask me what a normal day looks like for me. And every day is different. Yes, I have routines and I have the same actions that do happen every day, but every day does look different for me. And that's okay. And embracing that and finding your own way and making a routine that works for you is ultimately what's going to be the most beneficial. And I think, you know, that sounds exactly like what you've done with motherhood and exactly like what you've done with manifesting. And I think essentially this is what my business is about. It's about finding your own way to happiness. It's about getting rid of the tick box life. It's about getting rid of what other people want you to do and figuring out what makes you happy, figuring out yourself. You know, all of this again comes back to how you feel about yourself, figuring out who you are, figuring out what you want. You know, how can you manifest if you don't know what you want? Like it's, and how can you know what you want if you don't know who you are? So it always comes down at every level as to who are you and who do you want to be? And I think that's an exciting thing. Rather than seeing it as overwhelming, it's it's exciting to be able to create your own route in these things, whether it's motherhood, whether it's manifestation, whether it's life generally. I think mm. just being yourself is what we need to do. And so actually the focus needs to be on finding out who that person is, who actually are you? A hundred percent. And I think like what you're saying is about making it fit into your life. You don't have to spend, you know, the next six months every day going, who am I? You could just spend an hour a week going, who am I? You know, booking a climbing class one week and going, actually, no, that's not for me, but that was fun. And then doing something else the next week and you'll find what it is that you love. Um, So it doesn't have to be this daunting thing. Absolutely. I could not agree more. it's honestly been so nice to speak to you. I, I feel like we could very easily go on for hours and hours about various different things. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel I'm going away from this feeling good about myself, which I really appreciate because, you know, I actually wasn't at the beginning because we'd recorded a podcast and I was like, oh, you know, just that inner critic was like going. But th- thank you very much. Well, thank you for spending some time with us today. Thank you for being open and honest and raw because this is what this is all about and essentially that's what life is it's it's all of it it's not just the happy but stuff it's not just the positive stuff it's real um and I know so many people are going to listen to this and get so much from it and I'm mainly above everything I think they're going to realize that they're not alone in how they feel and that is I think the perfect outcome from something like this practical tips but also this understanding that actually this is what a real experience is and you're not the only person that potentially feels that way. So um, I'll put all Kira's details in the episode description. So if people want to reach out to her, people want to listen to the podcast, people want to follow her on Instagram, um, it will all be there. But thank you so much for today, Kira. And um, I'm excited to get this episode out there. I think people are going to love it. Oh, thank you so much, Rosie. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. And I've also learned so much from you about being a podcast host as well so thank you Thanks for listening to the Growth Guru podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, then please subscribe, share with your friends and leave a rating and review. To keep up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the.growth.guru. Keep growing and I'll catch you next time.